The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to Busted Open's The Master's Class, a very special episode of The Master's Class. The month of May is the month for mental health awareness, and we do our part here on Busted Open, and it's something that's very important to this show and to this channel. And what we'd like to do today is talk to somebody who is definitely doing his part with motivational speeches to talk about mental health, and that is Mike Bennett. Myself and Tommy Dreamer talk to Mike Bennett right now on Busted Opens, the master's class. And Tommy, let's bring in uh, Mike Bennett, who joins us here on Busted Open this morning. Mike, good morning to you, and thanks for joining us this morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate you guys. Uh, Mental health is something that a lot of people battle with on a daily basis and you have such a great message to share. So I wanted to make sure to get you on to talk about it this morning. No. And I, that's, um, I really appreciate that. Thank you. First of all, because that hearing stuff like that, um, I know this is a, a wrestling, uh, a radio show and we talk about wrestling and we talk about all that fun stuff and, and the stuff that entertains us. But, uh, to me personally, this is the stuff that means the most to me, the effect that I can have on people knowing, um, just like having you come up and say something to me at Baltimore and, um, the amount of fans that now come up to me and they're like, Hey, I, just I look forward to your videos or I, I follow you religiously on social media, not because of wrestling, but because of just a positive message that I'm putting out. And it just it, it's gotten to the point where I almost feel um, I feel this obligation to people where I'm like, if you're looking to me for this message, I'm going to keep providing it to you. Um, and it's really kind of taken a life of its own. And I'm really I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely happy that it has because I feel like it's just kind of been this small grass roots kind of movement of just like, Hey, we're just going to have this positive environment and this positive atmosphere around all this negative crap that goes on. Uh, I'm one of the people. I remember I woke up, I went to social media and I saw him working out and I had to get up about two hours. Uh, I had to be at, I usually have to be at the show about an hour and a half before the rest of the talent. And I had two hours just to kill and I was just going to lay in my bed and watch wrestling. And then I saw him, already in the same area working out at 4 a.m. And I was like, Dreamer, you're a fatty. Let's go to the gym. And I went to the, and then I told him that day, but like, if it's as simple as motivating somebody to do that, uh, it's very, very worth it. Cause you're trying to promote 
not only mental health, physical health, just making your day better. And when I do cardio earlier in the morning, I hate to do it, but once I do it, my day is better. And a lot of it, for Mike, for you, you're talking from experience. And I think that's, that's the key. If you mind, I've never asked you, um, what got you hooked onto drugs in the sense of, was it you were in pain and you had to perform? I don't know this. Yeah, no. So it, um, it started as a pain issue and this is kind of why, where I try to take my platform to where I try to right. talk to people. Most of the time, what starts as a pain issue, it doesn't stay as a pain issue. It starts as I need to get through this. I need to push myself. And uh, for me, I dislocated, dislocated my kneecap, my patella tendon. Um, and I got prescribed uh, Vicodin at the time. And it was starting to, I could feel at the end of this injury that it was starting to become an issue but it wasn't really like full blown. Um, then I broke my ribs right before a tour of Japan. And, you know, for me in 2015 or 14 at the time, I remember just being like, you're not missing a tour of Japan at that time. It was just, it was not happening. It was the, uh, the world tag league. I wasn't going to let Taven down. Like it just wasn't happening. So I, I, I went to the doctor. He was like, here you go. Here's more Vicodin. Um, and then honestly, what ended up happening was I got over that. I got through the tour just fine. I left ring of honor and I went to TNA for the first time. And we had this schedule that was like one week of filming and then a month off or almost two months off. And truthfully, I got bored and I was recovering from these injuries. The painkillers were keeping, were, were helping with the pain, but then they would make me feel better. And then they would make me feel better. And then if I got depressed, I would just take a few more. And then if I got even more depressed or my anxiety kicked in, I would take a little bit more and then take a little bit more. And then before you know it, all of a sudden you have to take it morning, afternoon and night just to feel normal or just to, just to feel like, it, uh, like, like you can function through the day. And so that's really how it kind of spiraled for me. What started as uh, I need to get, I need this for the pain turned into I just need this because I'm depressed or I'm anxious or this or that. And it, I was self-medicating myself and um, yeah, it just, it, it spirals and it, it's, it's crazy how that happens. And then phantom pain always kicks in. Oh, I, I'm hurt. So I need, you start justifying why you're taking it because you're like, Oh, am I just taking this? Cause I'm sad. Oh no, my, my back hurts. My back hurts. I'm taking this. And then all of a sudden you're making up pain. Man, Tess was one of my closest friends. I still think about the day, how I got woken up where one of my closest friends was no longer here. And he was this figure, tall, and he was tough, looked like a god. And I think about this, this little pill that killed him. And because he went back, not taking exactly what he had took before, but he had taken what he thought would be an okay amount but not when you're clean and sure. that's, and he slipped and guess what? That one slip and he was, he's no longer here and I yeah. should still be talking to him. We should be talking about the hockey playoffs. He should still be calling me a jobber. I should still be calling him. He can't work. That was our relationship, but yeah. I can't do that. And I hate that. And that's yeah. why these conversations and your social media, when you have a platform, you, ha you need to use your platform for good and to help people because that's the, it, it, it's the only way it's going to happen and help to help other people.
I agree a hundred percent. I think I'm a firm believer that if you, if you have the platform and you have the following, you, you have a responsibility, you have a responsibility to help if you can. And to me, I looked at it as I have this platform. I'm in a social media uh, area that can be kind of negative in wrestling. I mean, let's be honest, a lot of Twitter and social media is negative anyways. So I thought to myself, if I could just use this instead of engaging with the negative BS, if I could just use it to maybe help one person. And then that just kind of spiraled and it snowballed into more and more. Um, and like you said, to me, I heard this from someone the other day and it really stuck with me about sobri- about sobriety and addiction. They said to me, the opposite of addiction is not sobriety, it's connection. It's community. And that is, that's why it's so important for us to talk about it. Because if you feel connected to someone, that helps you and it helps your brain understand what you're going through and it helps you get to the next day and it helps you cope with what you're going through. And I just think it's so important because everyone just thinks, oh, if I just get sober, if I just get off the drugs, if I just do this, that's just the first step. Then you got to deal with what's going on up here. I've, I'll be sober five years in July and I was just talking to Maria about this. I feel like I'm just starting to get clear up here. Like I'm just starting to become adult Mike, as I like to call it, like a full grown human. And it's just starting to click. Getting off the drugs and, and building a new life and restructuring everything around you, that's step one. Then you finally see clear and then you can rebuild from there. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. You know, and I, I hope everybody who's listening now follows you at Real Mike Bennett on social media. You know, the month of May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And do you feel like lately that there is more recognition for mental health awareness? Do you feel like there are more programs in place to help people that are suffering? I do. Everyone's mental disease or mental illness or depression or anxiety, it's totally different. It manifests in different ways. For me, sometimes I'll get anxious just when I wake up in the morning and I have to be like, well, oh, okay, what's going on? Let's take a step back, realize what you're dealing with. And then other times, like I'll go and wrestle in front of 20,000 people. I don't get anxious at all. So it's just trying to, to realize what is your trigger? What's your moment? And everyone's different. And so it's just the more you talk about it, the more we can understand it. And it's nice to see, like I said earlier, like I love the fact that Eddie Kingston's so outspoken about it. I love the fact that Moxley uh, came out, like uh, coming out with your addiction, is it's a private thing. But he clearly saw a moment where he was like, no, I'm going to have Tony talk about this. And he did. And I think that's awesome. I think that just because... You know, me and me and Mox, we seem to be like two totally different people. But to have a guy like that, who's Mr. Tough Guy, like, hell yeah, I think that's awesome. And Eddie Kingston, another guy like that. That's great. That releases the stigma that gives people the okay to be like, oh, you mean the guy that was just exploding in barbed wire and hitting himself with light tubes and is way tougher than I am, has a weakness, has a problem. Oh, wow. Okay. That, that means I can talk about this too. I think it's huge. I think, I think honestly, Moxley and Eddie, they, they've inspired me to want to talk more about it too. And you look at we, we, Jake, the snake, here's a guy who before my time as a wrestler where drugs were rampant, um, you know, the eighties guys uh, or W Morrissey, another giant that, uh, you know, collapses at my show. And then you look at the body of work he's done now being clean and sober. I made sure when he returned to the arena that he was able to tell his story there because it's a story of triumph because headlines just want to talk about 
and stuff and people dying. Do you know why? Because it's a business because you're going to pick up that newspaper or you're going to click onto that article because that's what people, the negative sometimes creates the narrative, but uh, it's a story of triumph. And those are stories that really need to be told. Cause it's like, wow, if that you said it best, if that big son of a bitch had a weakness and yet look at him now, and he's in the best shape he's ever been. Everything that was holding him back was himself. And now look at this clean version of him and, and, any, anybody could do it. And this isn't just a wrestling conversation. You said it's a world problem and view through social media. Other people can contact you about it and talk about it. And, and this is, and Dave, I mean, you've, you've seen this more. I've seen it too. Big business meetings. You, you leave work on your nine to five job and then, Oh, let's go to happy hour or, Oh, I got to have a dinner meeting. And then you're a bottle of wine in. Or then if you have other issues, everybody's going to be in pain from certain different things. And it's okay. How do I deal with that? How do I deal with the physical pain? But then there's the, the, I think, you know, for a lot of people, the hardest part is the mental pain. You know, what you said, why am I waking up this way? It's not like you see a cut on your arm. You it's bleeding. Okay. I got to put a, I got to stop the blood, but with something going on in your head, there's nothing that you can see. And then that can take over. And there's, the, and there's, and, and at times there's no way to get away from it. Like, you know, that, that's probably the toughest thing. Cause you're thing stuck is in that, your own head. Yeah. There's, there's no escape. And, and, and sometimes you get caught up in your own head and like nothing else matters, but that one thing it just, it, you know, and, and I know I'm like that too, where it'll just keep circling and circling and circling in my brain and, and there's no solution. And, you know, and, and Mike, you know, for people who are listening now, and there's so many people who are, who are, are battling depression, uh, battling mental illness, especially with the news that just broke with the, the, the shootings at an elementary school. Mike, I mean, what advice can you give to people who are listening to you right now? And I don't mean to be putting pressure on you, believe me, but, I, no. but you're such a great motivational speaker, but... Like what, what advice would you give to somebody who's battling with that right now? So to me, this is something I go to all the time. It's something my mom told me and it's, it's, it's truly advice that I play over in my head time and time again. And I just, I literally take a step back and I say to myself, this too shall pass. And it's one of those moments where if you just take a step back and understand that this is life. Life is beautiful. Life is tragic. Life is happy and life is sad and life is everything in the middle. And if you can somehow understand that in a moment where a guy, and it's going to get me choked up because I have kids and I sat down the other day and I cried about it just randomly. But if you can have a guy go and you need to understand that there's going to be people like that, that go in and just murder children. And it doesn't make sense. And we can't figure it out. But that is the tragedy of life. But on the flip side, there are, I look at my kids, I look at my daughter, I look at my son, and I see the beauty of life. I look at the fact that I was able to overcome an addiction. I look at the fact that my wife, who should have left me years ago, stuck by my side, I see the beauty in life. 
And I understand that the good times will pass and I understand that the bad times will pass. And if I just look at life as just a journey that I'm on and there's going to be highs and there's going to be lows and the lows it's going to pass and in the highs it's going to pass and just enjoy it while you're on this journey, that helps me the most. It truly just gets me, gets me through the hard times. I, 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 I honestly, when I sat down the other night and I finally turned off the news because I was like, I can't do it anymore. And I, I, I cried. I cried on my couch. And I, I'm man enough to admit that I couldn't take it anymore. And then I took a step and I just said, this will pass. This too shall pass. And then I just, I, I'm not a religious man, but then I just prayed for everyone involved. And it's, it's that moment of understanding this moment sucks, but it's, there's something in there that you will take away from it and you will grow from it and you will learn it regardless of how tough it is. And I know we all want to just grow and learn from the good times in our life, but truthfully, we don't learn anything in the good times. We learn in the times where we struggle, where we cry, where we break down, where we get angry, where we feel like life just keeps beating us up. That's where we learn and that's where we grow. Uh, I cried on the air. Um, there's, it's okay to cry when you're feeling because that you don't want to stifle any of your emotions. Um, I have my philosophy where I say life is just like professional wrestling. You are going to get knocked down a lot, but you have to keep on getting up and keep on fighting. And th these are things that resonate with me to, you know, just try to get through the day uh, at times. And I appreciate so many more things as you get older, Dave and I always say you become more reflective but where you can realize, okay, here is why I am here. And then how do I continue to move on until my fight is finally over? And that's and truthfully, um, you know, David, just to go back to your last question, something else I do all the time that helps me get through the day, like Tommy was saying, is I've realized how much of control of my own life I have through my habits and through my actions and everything I do. And whenever I feel like the world is getting overwhelmed, my life is getting overwhelmed. I remind myself that you are in control. You can control this. You are in control of your habits. You are in control of how you react to you, to everything. And you are in control of, you can take a step back and go, okay, this is an emotion that I'm feeling. You just have to get to that place. You have to understand that, our life's choices, the way we react to certain things and how we handle certain situations play a role in where our life goes and plays a role in, in the outcome of, of our life. And once you realize you are in more control of your life than you realize, it becomes very empowering and it helps you deal with those moments when it feels like your brain is just completely spiraling out of control. Mike, how can uh, our fans uh, get in touch with you? How can they, how can they follow you? Hit me up on, on Twitter. That's uh, at real Mike Bennett or um, on, so on uh, Instagram uh, at the real Michael Bennett. Um, that's where I interact with people the most. I try to stay up to date on that the most. And if you, yeah, if you're struggling, tweet at me and I'll, I'll do my best to try to talk to you either on in a public forum or I'll DM you. I, I got a handful of people that I talk to all the time and uh, I do my best. And so if, if, you know, if, or just look at my Twitter. I try to keep it positive yep. and I try to keep it up. So. You do, Mike. Thank you so much for the time. Thanks for taking so much time to talk to us and to our listeners today. And, and thank you for everything you do and keep doing it because it is definitely affecting people in a positive way. So you've been able to do that. Um, and with your struggles, have been able 
to not only learn for yourself, but for others. So we appreciate you for doing that. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. And thank you guys for having me on. I, um, I'm, I'm really happy that we could have this conversation. It means a lot to me. So thank you guys. That was our very special guest, Mike Bennett. Again, the month of May is Mental Health Awareness Month. I hope everybody does their part. Again, open communication is always a solution to certain problems in this area. Uh, thanks to Mike Bennett. Thanks to Tommy Dreamer, my co-host. Don't forget, you can listen to Busted Open's The Masters Class each and every Sunday right here on the Busted Open podcast. And you can listen to Busted Open Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time on Sirius XM Fight Nation, Channel 156. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The executive producer is Paul Early. The digital producer is Gabby Laspisa. Andre Viola is the associate producer. Marissa Rivas is the director of Fight Nation and Sports Podcast. Special thanks to Senior Vice President of Sports and Podcast, the legendary Steve Cohen. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply.